Hello and welcome to Anime Tour Bus, a show where our anime expert Metzger takes me, a non-expert Eric, on a metaphorical, metaphysical, metoprolol bus tour of our anime world. And who's out sitting right next to me, listener? Bless you. Hey, what are you doing? You holding my new mic? Ooh, hey, thanks. That's real helpful. You can you can speak it. Oh, you don't want to? Okay, that's fine. I'll do all the talking, except for uh, who's that up in front who's also going to talk? That's Metzger. Hi, I also do the talking sometimes. Well, hey, Mesker, we we have talked for for years and years <clears throat> about a lot of things, uh, about a lot of a lot of problematic coworkers and <laughs> high level concepts about the nature of the world and chemical reactions and which one of us would make a better pirate captain. And I mean, we settled on me, but only for Pirate Pete's Pizzeria. <laughs> Yeah, only only if it was a character that you put on while on stage for children. While actually not being a pirate, yes. So I was very upset about that for let's ballpark it like five to six years. Oh, so Uh, we finally let that go too? Yeah, no, I'm past it. Did you embrace it? Is that how we got here today? You're like, ah, the stage is calling me. Well, what I what I established is that I think I've got more swishbuckling skills than you. Swishbuckling? Yeah, it's the current tense, not swash. Swish. So I I feel like me and a saber of some kind could like fucking destroy you. At the same time, meet me any day in Sea of Thieves, and you're gonna get fucked. Okay. Well, that's a challenge that the listener and I will both take up. Uh, but until then, Mesker, let's talk about something that neither of us are proficient at, and that's playing weird guitar. <laughs> I was going to say interpersonal relationships. <laughs> I I said something, not all things. You don't have to start making a list. <laughs> um, this week in uh, Snow White Notes, the episode was called Downpour. It's episode three. Setsu is startled by a song that Shuri's grandma remembers. And they go to visit a very famous shamisen player to get permission to use the broken shamisen and to actually establish numbers for their appreciation club and we learn a lot of their motives for as to why they're doing things and it ends with setsu promising that he will do his best to play that forgotten song for shuri's grandma so what was your takeaway from this episode got anything throw at it yeah, okay. So I think that the tall friend girl is like real into it. And also I feel like he's just reading too much. He talks about how he would be unable to play the a song because he would just get too emotional. And that's when I realized that this boy is like a little emo baby. That's how I <laughs> And then the last thing was that I felt that moment where like her her thing came unplugged, her phone came unplugged, and it began to play the like grandma music throughout the entire class. I felt her embarrassment, but also I felt rage. Why did you feel rage? How dare that teacher wrong her in such a way? 
I mean, she should be aware of when break is over and she should put her phone away before class starts. She got lost in the moment. She felt the music in her bones. And that's what we all try to live for. And if that professor can't see that, well, guess what? He needs to listen to music. Maybe turn off the Dave Matthews. So you some Gucci. And... So you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't understand why Setsu would be too emotional trying to play his dead granddad's recently deceased granddad's impromptu piece, but that also the teacher should respect all the music that we're trying to feel and let a student disregard the class. So what you've done is you've done a a classic Metzger twist. And you've taken what I've said and rephrased it in a way that sounds dumb. But here's <laughs> what actually I think about that is that uh, you suck. Now I feel like I feel like he's just getting a little bit too. He's like I can't even attempt it. His recently deceased granddad's impromptu piece that he spent his entire life perfecting. I can't even attempt this. And, and I'd get too emotional. Yeah, because he'd probably cry. I mean, yeah, but listen, let no it. One wants to like cry on the shamisen in front of a stranger's grandma. Actually, that sounds like a nice time for me. I'm probably getting scrapes <laughs> after. Any, any like emotion, no matter how fleeting. No matter how fleeting, I get like a nice pesto crepe, maybe with like some savory like chicken or something in it, some tomato. I would make a day out of crying in front of the stranger's <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Eric is willing to become a professional mourner. He'll come and cry in front of your grandma for money I or am crepes. Always on the cusp of tears, listener. So yeah, I uh, I thought that he was being a little bit too emo boy about it. And I thought that the teacher was not being emo boy enough. And if you take that to be like, man, if you want to twist that in some way, I said what I said and I felt what I felt. (laughs) Felt what I felt. (laughs) (laughs) So something that I actually didn't, I didn't really understand is they go to visit. What was his name? Like Kai Kayuki or something. Mm -hmm. And. They watch his performance, and Setsu describes the performance as a wailing, sobbing, a crying out. And he says that he's never heard anyone be able to get such clear notes from that particular shamisen. So then backstage, when they're when they're identifying themselves, and the very famous shamisen player recognizes Setsu's name and kind of is like, well, why don't you demonstrate your ability to me? Why does Setsu lose it? Like, Why does he just sit there and kind of like barrel out a half-ass piece until the shamisen's taken from him instead of like these godsend performances that he's done in the previous two episodes? Hmm. He has like a conflict of conscience, I guess. I don't know. He says he can't rem- he can't remember or the song or like what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah, he's trying to pin down a feeling or or a melody, a uh, 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 
motif within the music. And I also, it seems, okay, this is going to be ridiculous. I also have this thought. It seems like he can't play unless he's emotional. Like he can pin down the emotion. And then I'm over here like thinking about like Green Day and they're touring and they're like, don't want to be an American idiot. One nation controlled by the media. Anyways, so they're doing that for like the 60th time this month, right? How much are they feeling the American idiot song? Well, I'm I am gonna go out on a limb and tell you not that one time we went to go see Spoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I previously had, I was never like a raging fan of Spoon, but I liked a couple of their songs and it was at a music festival and I was really Uh just like happy to be there. And the lead singer from Spoon, just in the middle of a guitar solo, decided that this wasn't worth his time anymore and like laid down on the stage. I like and respect that. I thought it was very rude because we had all paid a lot of money to be there. And, you know, it was hot for all of us. And I just really didn't appreciate that uh, he decided he's going to lay down. One time I went to a Jonas Brothers concert and there were pillars of flame that would come out of the floor occasionally. And those Jonas Brothers were not phoning it in. They were there they cared, and so did the Pillars of Flame. And every single time the giant flame pillars came up, I wooed harder than every girl there. Yeah, but it was for fire. Yes, most of it was for fire, yes. <laughs> this is this is now a, <laughs> a press conference. Yes, it was all for fire. Continue. Ooh, whatever. Setsu still continues that, like, like crisis of consciousness where he uh runs home in the rain like the sad emo boy that you described him as he is yes i do just want to say that like the most monument like the biggest figure in his life the most important person that existed to setsu did die recently like we can excuse a lot of setsu's behavior as grief yeah, and I'm I'm a bit more forgiving about that. Like, also, we can't all he's moved be to UG. the big city, and he's done the fall backwards thing, and he's in a different environment that he always is in. Like he he always was this farm town boy, uh, living in the middle of Kentucky, Japanese I, Kentucky. You don't know that. I mean, yeah, you know that it's you know that he's from like a a small like a small town but it's not fair to say that it's kentucky japanese kentucky is what i said um so and and now he's in the big city looking at the big buildings falling backwards on girls dealing with the if someone asked you to do something impossible questions and i i do get he's had a big change of environment change of those who was his support network and all he i'm a little bit more forgiving but the I can't play unless I feel the emotion kind of thing. Listen, I have taken three guitar lessons recently. Um, yeah, but are you any good? I'm, I, I got some riffs, Metzger, but just like all three of them. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I have 
the ability to do it even when I'm not emotional about it. Well, he has the ability to do it. It's just not good. I can do it to the same level of good. So you're not any good. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because sometimes I'm plucking them strings real tight and it sounds good. And other times it don't sound as good. But it has no contingency based on emotion. I highly doubt that. If anything, I feel like if I was emotional, I'd probably do better. I highly doubt that. What do you mean? I mean, if you felt impassioned, you'd probably do better, but it depends on the emotion. Because that's just like, yes, he says he's being, he'll be emotional, but like, it depends on what em- emotion you're attributing to that moment. Mm. Like, if you're really angry and you're really frustrated, do you think you're going to do better at playing the guitar? Yes. What if you're crying about your dead grandpa? Probably better at guitar. Especially since grandpa was real good at guitar. This is my life. Setsu approaches Sakura, the the little girl that works in the shop uh, that below his apartment. And is like, what, like, what would you do if someone ap- approached you with an impossible request? And Sakura, she's like, like, I wouldn't do it. Fuck that. Yeah. And then she's uh, like, hold up. Wait a second. Sakura I tried. Having a moment where she's like, I'm not going to have like, no, I'm not going to have sex with you. Setsu. like, that's creepy. <laughs> it was a straight up, like hard. No, immediately. And then yeah. it was like, hold up. Hold up. Wait a second. Maybe I'd try. Like, I'd it's like, it a- I, w- I would at least do my best. She says, like, I would at the very like, depending on what it was and how important it was to that person, I would do my best. Which Which is a a fair answer. It feels like a no brainer, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah, like you just try to do the thing good. And if you don't, okay. but are there are there people in this world that like when they go to do something, they're just kind of like, well, I'm just going to do the bare minimum. I've never known a single person like that. I don't I don't operate that way. I I have never worked with a single person like that ever. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> We're not going to talk about literally all of our coworkers today. I've never worked with exclusively those people. That's because I've always been on the shift. <laughs> Every single shift that I my entire adult life even after leaving the hometown yes you were always there i'm always there i'm always watching wazowski either because i'm actually there or because my memory lives on through the stories you tell i do tell a lot of metzger related stories i have a wonderful legacy where people just stare at you in horror because to me that's wonderful that is, it is how exactly that. Like, you told the one about your your dead mom's ashes the other day. Oh, and... no. <laughs> listener, probably... are you prepared? Okay, so listener, you it's our segment. Do, not do a good job at telling that story. 
well, the listener's about to get it. So, hey, listener, once upon a time, I was uh, on the couch with Metzger and her significant other. And and someone was, else. And someone else. Um, and I, we were having a nice time playing the old Call of Duties, doing some gun game, if you will. And uh, Metzger <laughs> breaks out an urn and says, this is my dead mother. This is her urn. That is not how that happened. And then opens the top of the urn and then makes a motion as though to throw the contents of the urn onto me as I'm sprawled out on this fold-out couch. That, that did happen. That part was accurate. And my reaction to it was to do two karate knife hands and bring my leg up to try to protect myself. And none of it would have been affected. And that was the day that I learned that inside of urns, they have small plastic bags held together by a very strong rubber band. So now you know that too, listener. <laughs> I would like to add a clarification that the entire reason why I was touching the urn is because the someone else that was there leaned back in their chair and bumped the bookshelf that she was on and she almost fell forgot about that so i was like hey you be careful that's my mom and then that's when that's when he's like what is really and so then i'm like yeah this is like so we start picking up and we start fucking with the urn and then eric is an easy target if we're just gonna be honest yeah it's just like "Mm, do i have the opportunity to fuck with eric sure do let's throw my mom on him it really is like that she's just like (laughs) Hmm. Target acquired. <laughs> Are we also going to talk about how uh, during like the one time that I played a match of that Call of Duty... Metzger I- shot me through the taint and got a headshot because the game glitched and said, uh, you hit the taint, obviously that's the head. <laughs> I shot Eric through the taint and into his head. Which, let's be honest here, that's how it would happen to <laughs> Call of Duty. Most accurate shooter ever. Most realistic, uncontested. That's the only game that Metzger has a five-star review for. That was the only kill that I got in that match. <laughs> and to be and fair, I Eric was chasing me. I destroyed, I used to play hours and hours of gun game because it was my shit to the point that I got so good that I would just like chase people around and knife them because that's functionally how you troll people in gun game, make them drop down in guns. And so I was destroying and Metzger was hiding in a fountain. I jumped to try to get a better look. Where's Metzger at? Through the taint. <laughs> That's my shining moment of Call of Duty. <clears throat> you want to plug the social media? Hey, everybody. We're at kind of the halfway point here. Uh, hey, you should probably check us out on Instagram at Anime Tour Bus and also on Twitter at Anime underscore Bus. Hey, Metzger, if we were to possibly have a website, what would it look like? Uh, well, it wouldn't have any merch on it. You're so upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be uh, me, you, and weeboo.wordpress.com. 
Well, hey, that's the uh, halfway point. You know what's beyond the halfway point? BDSM. <laughs> I mean, uh, Nagatoro is very etchy. So it's, I'm going to go out and say that it's pretty adult oriented and that, you know, if you're under 18, you maybe want to like hop off the bus, like, or at least cover your eyes. Yeah, cover your eyes because man, that nipple anticipation. So in this uh in this episode of Nagatora, it's called it's episode two, You Got Your Wish. Senpai, I think is I dropped the word there. Uh, I'm bad at this. Um uh, <laughs> So Nagatoro is always creeping on Senpai. And She's they, ever present, yes. like a demon. She harasses him for being a perv, and uh, they read vampire manga together. And then she grabs this junk. And then the second part of the episode is where she's really mean to some boys, but not in the same way that she's mean to senpai. Which throws him for a loop. He's like, yeah destroy them and she's like no you're kind of dull yeah she's like i don't think you really care about what you're doing and he's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom i've decided to leave now because emotions and then the other guy's like something 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 you should really be interested in us and she's like i don't think that's appropriate to say to someone you just met and he's like talking I'm about titties i've never gotten to grab me some boobs before and he's like i also think i'm gonna go to the bathroom but before that before because that was the second half of the episode before that he's trying to draw still life senpai's living his best life he's also eating some extra garlic soba noodles just wildly garlicky apparently it was, I think it said extreme garlic on the packaging. And Nagatora rushes in hula hooping. And she's like, jump in, senpai. Jump in. Get Look in this. See what they do. Try to time it. So he bends down and gets a panty shot. And then she's like, ah, oh, you perv. Slap, 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 slap. Uh, so then they fight over the vampire manga. They like he she calls him a perv over and over and over and over and over again. As usual, yeah. And then she apparently really likes vampires though. So like when she finds out it's a vampire would. manga. She would love vampire. You she is a vampire girl, and I saw that coming. She's a demon. Monstrous. Um The lights go out. She's pretending to be a vampire. She's gonna bite him. And then she ends up doing the fall and gets a handful of, of penis. Straight grabs his peen. Which is ironic because she was earlier like looking at his stuff and like in, in the things like the vampire book, it was a little bit smutty. And they were like, Oh hey, is this is this what you this oh accidentally getting some kind of thing she's yeah, taking for boobs. and she straight boobs. up falls on his peen um also for a loop. i like how she's like 
you would be fine in this anime because you're a virgin. If you'd if you'd ever gotten laid, you'd become a ghoul. I want to know like the the understanding she has. So are virgins impervious to vampires? This is new information for me because I gotta rewrite my whole like uh, fan fiction for Twilight. Was yes. Some... The answer to everything you're about to ask is yes. Okay, whatever. 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 Safe saying consensual, my dudes. So... But then she ends it with, did you get hard? Which is wild question that I think the answer was probably yes to. I think he was too shocked. He maybe thought back. He definitely thought about it later. And Yeah. And yeah, he gets the shimmies. Yeah, he shakes. He's like, ah! He is shooketh. The Lord shaketh and the Lord shaketh away. But, okay. Nipple game? Find the nipple? Okay. So, honk, honk. how many of you, listener, have just tried to almost pin the tail on the donkey style find the nips? Of- Never. I mean, I don't. I can't speak for the listener. I'm not trying to speak on behalf of the listener, but I personally never. You personally never have just kind of pin the tail on the nip. No, I've never gone up to someone and just poked them in the chest to be like, "Did I get your nipple?" Okay, I have had girls do that to me, but never had the opportunity to kind of like the girls like, "Tee hee, now do it me," and feel like that's that's fine that <laughs> feel like amazing whistle as she's like her eyes they animated her eyes in a way that's like uh-oh what have i gotten myself into i created this situation oh thank god my phone rang yeah oh i forgot i had to hang out with friends which she actually legitimately did they somehow go to the same restaurant that Senpai's at. The you smallest know. Japanese town ever. The the one place that he's at, his favorite family style restaurant, and in comes Nagatoro. And he hides, but he's not he's not upset about it. He's like, oh, she's with boys. Like now they're gonna get it. I get to see what am is that a voyeur moment where he's like, oh, I get to see someone else get tortured. Hot. Hot. That is, that's its own kind of thing, isn't it? It's like a little, little cuckoldy. Is the well, one. it's not cuckolding. It would just be voyeurism. Yeah, because it's not a jealousy thing. It's, yeah, it, I guess it would. It's just like you observing something that is intrinsically that you are making sexual. I don't know. It's this. This is an unknown territory for an era. It's voyeurism. Just run with it. This is, much like the world of anime, this is not unknown territory for Metzger. Metzger's like, I've grown up in the voyeur. I'm not, <laughs> I'm no, not voyeurism. by it. Just kink culture. Not, so Metzger, not um, let me ask you, this is going to be weird. What do you think? What what's your? Do you have good positive feelings about this? Bad feelings? Like what's the what's the kind of vibe that you get when when watching this show? I mean, 
what's the emotion that you bring when when watching this to be honest with you this all seems super cringe to me i'm not really digging this anime we kind of only picked it because it was high on the my anime list i mean i knew it was going to be this way and it gave me super bdsm vibes which is all fine but like this is like step on me step on me mommy level stuff but to like the non-initiated this kind of might be like over romanticizing aspects of bdsm where they're not having like negotiation periods or they're not talking about stuff like he's just being bullied and both sides are enjoying it so still to me i'm pretty sure that i know how this anime is going to go yeah and i feel like it's gonna be damaging like it's not like the anime itself's not damaging but i feel like the narrative that it creates is going to be like a 50 shades of gray moment. So I agree with that. And that's one of the reasons I brought it up. Cause initially I was like, Oh, this is, this is fun. This is silly. This is like maybe even better for him because he's seeing people as these like eyeless creatures. And I really think that's because he refuses to look people in the, I don't think it's just, I think it's a specific choice. You changed your mind on it, and now you think it's because he doesn't... I think it's because he's not looking at people's face, and more looking at, like, their their silhouettes, and overall the kind of, like... This is a weird thing to say, but kind of, like, what they bring to the table without actually looking at their face. Yeah, he's just, like, weighing out who they are before he actually knows them. Yeah, and which is one of the reasons that she, we see her full face, because he's actually looking at her. But what I... I mean, she really sticks her face in there. Yeah, she she gets in close and grabs Peen on the way out. So what I'm trying to say is that, like, I, I agree, because I initially had these thoughts, and then I was like, okay, but this is actually fun, we're pulling him out of his safe comfort zone, but... It seems to me that we were creating, again, I'm using the word motif, but there's this pattern that we have where the whole episode is 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 what it is. And then at the very end, she's a little bit sweet to him. And we get like small moments of her being sweet to him. But the communication that's iconic to the BDSM community, the the consent that is iconic to that community, it's just not there and that's that's not a fair ask of an animated what freshman sophomore in in high school yeah like, that's we we shouldn't be looking to those characters to guide our bdsm decisions but also this anime is intrinsically a little bit sadistic no what i haven't told you though is that this anime was created by a hentai artist that's the, not surprising at the, all. The manga was created by a hentai artist. You said not surprising things twice. Yes. So that's where like a lot of the inspiration for this lies. And that's where the art style lies. And that's like, it's, you know, like you see it. It's there in the source material. You, yep. Right. You know, write what you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we'll have to give it more time and maybe I'll ease my opinion on it, but it just seems like it's going to be romanticizing something 
that is a lot more serious. Sexualized bullying. Well, I mean, that's fine. There are plenty of people that like, um, that like CNC. Non non consensual sexualized bullying. And so there are people that like consent, non consent, and then there are also people that like humiliation and degradation, and there is like lots of conversations to be had. And I've, arguably, when you're new to this kind of thing, you don't have the vocabulary, you don't have the words, no one's shown you what to do. He does keep saying no, and she does keep grabbing his peen. Well, the peen grabbing was an accident. But that, not the nipples. Not the nipples, no. So, uh, I mean, they're exploring their feelings. Hopefully there's some character growth throughout this. Like, hopefully he starts to become more confident. He doesn't let people bully him as much. Like, hopefully he learns something about himself. I don't know if Nagatoro can grow as a person. She seems like she's pretty well-developed until she has to deal with Senpai, and then suddenly she's this... Oh, she's a demon. Childish monster, yes. Yeah. She does have some... She is shameful, though, too. Like, she does not intend to give him a panty shot, so whenever she she flashes her underwear to him, it's gone too far for her, and she shuts it down. But she shuts it down in, like, the worst way possible. Yeah. By, like, attributing malicious action on his part when she was urging him to do that. It's a very... There's a lot that you could read into this from like a kink standpoint or just from like a safe sex or like healthy human interpersonal relationship. So anyways, our story kind of ends with them saying goodbye again and her being like, bye senpai, but in like a weirdly sweet tone. And he's just left almost uh, the same as before. It almost seems like a little bit of a a bottle episode, for lack of better... I feel like a lot of these are going to be that way. Like, she comes in, she interacts with him, they get progressively more and more sexual, but each of the episodes is going to be kind of their own little thing where, they again, they start over at the beginning, and it's just like, oh, she's here, she's annoying me, what what sexualized thing is going to happen to me today? Yeah, I she does definitely hit him with the the you-can-have-this you can have this ticket and it'll make me do anything you want. And she leads with the thing that he would actually want. She starts it with the, you can make me stop. Like at any point in time, like here's your safe word. Like you get Which one. Which is not at all what any other dude would ask. And then when he's like, mm, as he's thinking about that, she's of course like, or you could ask me to wear my swimsuit. Or nude. Ooh, senpai, you want me to pose nude for you? Oh, you're so nasty, senpai. You're so nasty, senpai. You're so nasty. Blame him. (laughs) Blame him for the idea she came up with. She's just like hugging her own body. You're so nasty, senpai. You're so nasty. How dare you think of that thing that I actually just thought of. And, And meanwhile, he's being like, this is my out. I at least get one day where I can be like, fuck off, bitch. He straight up does. That is what he's thinking. It's not like he has hidden motives that we're That's not That's what like... he's fantasizing about. He's fantasizing about her pissing off. Yeah, there's she's... no hidden thing from the viewer. It is him straight up being like, well, actually, I could tell her to go fuck herself for a day. 
<laughs> Please don't tell her to go fuck herself for a day with that coupon. She would. Oh my god. That's exactly where that's going. Okay. Well, it looks like the next episode they're gonna like maybe play some video games or something. I have not watched it yet. I was a good girl. I did not jump ahead with premium. I wish Crunchyroll would give us a sponsor though, with as much as I push their fucking premium. It's because they know that I have refused. I was, or I'm over here being like, oh, look at the advantage you get for having premium. You get more naughty anime. Ugh, uncomfy. You're so nasty, senpai. So nasty. Well, on uh, on that note, hey, it looks like uh, it looks like this next stop's gonna have uh, a place we can wash our hands of that dirty, nasty, gross. Oh, I was gonna say gelato, but. You know, I guess sanitation's also important. A whole bunch of garlic here also. Uh, do you mind the vampires when we stop gelato. off? <laughs> There's, it's actually, they only sell two things, which is garlic and gelato. And sometimes together. So, listener, be, be wary. Only pick one. Go for put the gelato. On, put on your brave face, because if you want to use the facilities, you gotta buy something. The guy buy won't, something. The guy won't give you the key unless you buy something, so... Take your one clove of garlic and <laughs> go to the bathroom real quick. That's what and, the key's attached to. And, it, yeah, it's just one melty garlic clove of flavored gelato. Hey, listener... When you get out of the bathroom, we'll be here ready for you next week with another episode. We're always glad to have you with us, and we hope that you'll come hang out with us again. But until then, bye! a nickel i can i can smell it on the wind